welcome to the Freddie Mac Single Family Home Starts Here podcast. Your connection to all the latest industry trends, insights, and points of view on the mortgage market from Freddie Mac leaders and other industry experts. Welcome. This is Liz McGavro with Freddie Mac, and I am here at the Single Family Home Starts Here podcast table. Today we're talking about trends and partnerships um, in the servicing space, which is, um, as many of you listeners know, a big part of Freddie Mac's business. We work with a lot of servicing clients. We have great partnerships with servicers and with vendors on the servicing side. Um, And we are here today with um, a very special guest. So James McVicker, Director of Professional Services at Back in the Black. And he's going to be speaking with Ken Burke, our Vice President of Single Family Servicing Ops. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks, Liz. Thanks. As we head into 2020, we're going to be talking a lot about partnerships. You know, the work that we're going to be doing next year is dependent on not just what we're doing here at Freddie Mac, but on all the people that we work with externally. Um, And, you know, thank you, James, for being one of our trusted servicing partners. Um, I wanted to have you give the listeners a quick overview of your business and what you do and how you work with Freddie Mac. Sure. So Back in the Black is a uh, software engineering company at, at, its, at its roots. And what we've done is we built um, several applications that we deliver to servicers and banks um, to help with the loss mitigation process and servicing. So that would be everything from early stage collections through longer term workouts like retention, modifications, and liquidations op- options, uh, short sales, and Dean loose. Excellent. And Ken, if you could talk to us a little bit about, you know, the importance of the partnerships and the work that you do and specifically how, you know, how you view our partnership with Back in the Black. Sure. Well, it's great to have James here. And um, as we look forward to the things we want to do in the servicing space, particularly reimagine, but everything we do, we know that we can't do that without the partnership with our servicing clients and our vendor partners and we share the client uh, clients with them. So uh, we have um, we have we meet with them regularly. We discuss ideas. Uh, the exchange of ideas um, is is great. And working with Back in the Black, um, they you know, they play a key role in the market. And we know that we need to partner with people that have those key roles in the market to be able to, to achieve our objectives. Absolutely. So James, how are you working with us? And and in in that, what are you most excited about for next year as we look at the big scopes of work ahead of all of us? Absolutely. So as part of the uh, the applications that we deliver to the servicing um, industry, uh, one of the things that we have to do is, is accommodate for the investor policies like Freddie Mac has. Um, so that's the journey that we've been on with Freddie Mac over the past year is how can we make this experience and um, and this adaptation to the policy that's delivered by Freddie Mac easier and more accommodating for our, our partners. Um, and I think the most exciting thing about that is is we've we've been discussing it with our servicers together um, individually and then discussing it together as partners. And we have a lot of design ideas and, and fun and interesting things that we want to do in 2020 is where we want to deliver it and really show our partners that we, we heard them and that we're listening and we're going to continue to deliver on the needs that they're asking us for. That's awesome. Well, we're happy to have you working with us. I would just add that it's great to get the perspective of James and, and his uh, team at Back in the Black because of the role they play. And um, we were able to discuss things from a different point of view uh, within the market. And so that starts to generate ideas as well. So we're bringing kind of our perspective 
back of the block brings theirs, and then you know, really a lot of ideas can start to flow from those kind of discussions. For sure. We all get in our own heads a lot, right, especially mm-hmm. as we're working on the same team. So it's nice to have that external perspective. So speaking of perspectives, um, from both of your perspectives, what trends are you seeing in mortgage servicing that you're either viewing as an opportunity or a challenge to overcome? And Ken, we'll start with you. Sure. We're seeing that uh, a definite need to bring technology to bear to gain efficiencies in the market. Uh, we also see that you know, data is going to be playing even a more critical role and having data-driven solutions, um, particularly to reduce costs. Uh, we see, we've seen the costs increase in, in, the, uh, in the market over time, and so that's a heavy focus. And then ultimately, we want to be able to minimize credit losses, and uh, that's a key focus as well. Absolutely. James? So I'm going to expand really on what Ken mentioned on bringing technology efficiencies to um, areas of servicing that that there's still a lot of manual processes. So that's an absolute opportunity where we can introduce the technologies that many other industries are already using, but we can apply it here um, in servicing because it's not being used. Now, at the same time, we we view that as an opportunity, but um, it can also be a a hurdle, a hurdle for servicers, um, for anybody using the technology, because we have to deliver it in a manner that it's easy to use and it can be adopted. Um, otherwise, it's really done for nothing. So that's one of the things that we're, we're focusing on, making it extremely easy with the solutions we deliver. So Ken, you mentioned reducing costs. So tell us why that is such a, such a big um, focal point for all of us as we look at servicing going into 2020. Well, it's become increasingly more costly to service loans. And you know, that certainly um, is a distraction if you're um, trying to be efficient and and really be at the heart of servicing uh, servicing loans. So, you know, from our standpoint, we're really highly focused on that. We're looking at how can we make things simpler, faster, and more transparent for the servicers. That makes the whole process that much more efficient. Streamline what they need to provide to us, particularly if we need to make a decision. You know, get rid of the days of forms, spreadsheets, mm-hmm. kind of email-based <laughs> processes, reduce. reduce documentation wherever we can, uh, and then have transparency uh, so that servicers know when they can expect something from from us, and there's no black boxes. So that's a heavy focus from our standpoint. The other thing I think we look at is, you know, I mentioned data earlier as well. How can we reduce the amount of data we require? If we already have it from some other process or reporting, don't ask for it again. And we also want to look at opportunities to get third-party data to supplement uh, from the servicers. So uh, that way, again, taking the burden off them. And I think that's something we talk quite a bit about with uh, with James as well. Absolutely. So the the areas, I think, as we, we looked and, and as Freddie Mac began to look at how can we reduce um, the the burden that's on the servicer to uh, deliver things to Freddie Mac or um, or to make decisions. We wanted to make sure that we complemented that with um, with technological solutions. So um, introducing things that are going to automate processes, like Ken mentioned, um, instead of forms that are filled out manually, uh, that we can key in and and deliver data, as he he mentioned, and exchange through integrations. That's going to cut down on uh, errors that are done manually today, and then it's also going to allow for better decisions to be made um, because. At the end of the day, um, the data is going to drive the decision. So if we get good data, then we are able to make better decisions with uh, with what we have. Um, 
but that's got to be easy too. Um, as Ken mentioned, if we have the data, we don't want to re-ask for it. We want to use what we have and not put more burden on on our partners um, to deliver things that that we can retrieve ourselves. For sure, and you know this we're talking about servicers right now and the impact on them, but this is. This impact is industry-wide, would you agree? I mean, this is trickling down to the people who are working with the servicers on the other end, who are going through stressful situations. So this impact is far-reaching. I would agree. We, you know, we want to have you know, data, for example, and, and is putting data and the entire history of the loan, at, I would say, at the point of loss mitigation, whatever that is. And, and James mentioned B2B solutions, integration, Oh, or even if someone's using our system, we want to have everything at the fingertips of, of the servicer as they're helping a homeowner in a difficult situation. And that makes everything go that much more smoothly. Yep. So to a great point, as we make the process easier for the servicer, it's the trickle-down effect. Now, as you mentioned, Liz, we can make the process easier for the borrower, who at the end of the day is our is our most important asset in this whole thing, is we want to make sure that we are meeting their needs because they're going through a stressful situation, um, and we're keeping them informed. We don't want to make the process even more burdensome on them. Um, so giving them visibility, um, giving them means to deliver the information to the servicers and then ultimately to the investors um, that, that is required is only going to make that already tough situation a little bit easier for them. For sure. So, all right. So costs and efficiencies, those are obviously big themes as well as technology. So what other themes are you hearing about from your clients in, in servicing about, you know, areas that are inefficient and ripe for change? So I think I'll elaborate a little bit more. I, th- I think I just touched on it a little bit was um, th- this idea of, of self-service. So borrowers in, are in situations where um, they, they can't make a, a payment and, and that's tough. Um and instead of requiring that they have to call or mail things in, um, a lot of these bars, the, the timing is they're up in the middle of the night and they're worried that they can't make their payment. So um, the fear of talking to someone is eliminated if you give them a technological solution like a website or a portal that they can go and request assistance. So that's kind of the area we've been focusing on with our borrower portal and self-services, allowing the, the borrower to, to request help. Um, and, and not necessarily have to have that tough phone call, um, and then the ability for them to educate themselves and deliver the requirements that they need immediately. That helps the servicer as well because they're receiving the information immediately, and they're able to react to the borrower um, and provide uh, information back that they, they may need. Yeah, I think we're hearing similar, that um, bringing technology to bear, I think, in that example and helping the servicers and borrowers uh, in their uh, time of stress. And so, um, you know, we just had a recent relationship health survey, and in that, technology solutions was the number one mentioned item from our servicer clients. So definitely technology is a focus. Uh, I think we also hear um, in our space around um, reimbursement of uh, default expenses. That's kind of a specific thing, but that was like the first thing that came up. Uh, when we were out talking to our clients. And so we're heavily focused in in that space um, this year and into next year. So speaking of the immediate future, what do you think will move the needle most next year for servicers? So the thing that we we took a look at that we think is going to be the most impact and and move the needle, as you said, Liz, is um, this integration and partnership um, 
and applying automated decisioning in in a lot of the areas um, that that aren't automated today. So uh, that's one of the things that I mentioned earlier that we're very excited to work with with Freddie Mac on and um, and. This is going to give some comfort to servicers. So the ability to um, to pass data and allow Freddie Mac to evaluate it based on what they know their policy is, um, is going to give comfort that what they're doing is compliant, which reduces risk and cost. Um, and then also um, that it's it, it meets the needs of what we're trying to deliver to the borrower and, and their situation. Yeah, what James is describing is a, is a great example of making it easy to work with us through our client-focused solutions. And so we definitely have to leverage uh, partnerships with Back in the Black and others to bring those, that kind of value to the client. Um, you know, definitely, as we, you mentioned, what's going to move the needle, I think you know, recent technology releases that we've had, we had Servicing Gateway. Um, that is a one-stop place to get to all of our servicing applications. It makes it much easier uh, for the servicers to work with us. Just to add a little bit more to that too, the, the solutions we're going to deliver, we're, we're going to, you know, they're going to be complementary of the policy changes as well. So that's another struggle for servicers is things change. It's tough to react to those unless you have the tools in place. Yeah, it's definitely, it sounds like it's a time of transformation in, in the servicing space. Uh, and Freddie Mac, you know, as you as you both know, we're leading a multi-year initiative called Reimagine Servicing, which really is focused on that transforming the landscape of servicing. So, you know, we talked about ways to reduce costs and changes that will move the needle. But what about the vision for actual transformation? You know, Ken, can you talk about Freddie Mac's perspective on transformation and how partnerships with companies such as Back in the Black play a play a huge role? Sure, we've been, I think, talking about loss mitigation and. If we just stay right there, that is a key focus where we can transform the landscape. I mean, earlier I talked about expense reimbursement. That's kind of something we focused on in the here and now. And I think we're going to have an industry-leading solution. But I think in the loss mid space, that's really the core of managing delinquency and, and resolution and helping borrowers in those difficult times. So uh, that is a key focus. And some of the things we've heard from our insights from the servicers is that we need to have uh, B2B integration, which James touched on earlier. Uh, we need to have the loan history and any data really at that point where uh, the servicer needs it or the borrower needs it. And so um, it's clear we have to have flexible processes. And as we were talking earlier, be able to incorporate any change, whether it's policy-driven or what have you, um, seamlessly and, 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 and expediently. So data seems to be as much of an underlying threat as technology. So can you talk a little bit more about that? You know, why is it so important? What does it mean for servicers? What does it mean for Freddie Mac? Well, I think, uh, you know, data has a number of different ways uh, we need to think about it as we as we move forward. One is, is there any way we can be more predictive around situations or proactive and provide that to our servicer clients so that they can help borrowers uh, more proactively? Um, but I also think, again, What's the fulsome picture of data? Uh, that servicers are off, all, have asked us, can we get everything we need to know to do what we need to do in a very easy way? And I know that's a focus of back in the block as well. So I think that's where we're really putting um, our efforts at the moment. We want to take advantage of what we've already learned in other areas. Um, and ultimately, that's going to drive the decisions. And, and it's almost a um, reflect and react approach. Uh, we start 
gathering the data, understanding it, applying it, reflecting, and then reusing it um, as we go along. And I would go back to third-party data also. That's an area of opportunity. Is there anything we can get from other sources, not from the servicer, not even from the borrower, that just make the whole process easier? So we've talked a lot today about things on the B2B side and, and making that easier and better. But And we talked a little bit about the homeowners and you know how to make it easy ultimately on them. But what other things is the industry doing or what, where do you see the industry going as far as making the homeowner experience better? The, the biggest focus for Back in the Black is, is to bring visibility and ease of engagement um, to the borrower. Um, and, and with that comes education. It's really important that we um, deliver uh, solutions to borrowers um, that, that they can interact easier with servicers. Today, a, a lot of it is uh, phone calling and, and, and mail, um, which takes time. And um, it's hard to get across exactly through a phone call or even a written document um, or understand what the borrower is really going through. So uh, many other industries have done it. Uh, provide a, a place that the borrower can go to educate themselves, um, to interact with the servicer. Um, and we're in this age of, uh, with technology, instant gratification. So if we can give a little bit of gratification through these portals um, to the servicers, um, to a borrower who who's down and, and in need, then it, it's only going to help that experience. And at the same time, it helps the servicer because they're getting their information they need quicker. Um, it's more accurate. Um, it's not manual. Uh, it's reducing their timelines. It's making them more compliant. Um, and it, it gives them another way that they can engage with the borrower. Do you think there's an aspect of training as well? As far as, and not so much... Um training, you know, from a technical sense, but training on how to actually have better relationships with the people that they're talking to and not make it so transactional? A absolutely. And I, and I think what we do um, is we, we constantly look at how uh, the user or the borrower in this case is interacting with, with these portals, right? And we find out areas where they may be struggling. Or to Ken's point earlier, if there's documentation that may be required to make a decision and it's consistently inaccurate, well, how do we make that better? Um, how do we make that experience with the borrower better? We have to we have to do a lot of reflecting, and then we have to react to these reflections. We can't just absorb this and not make changes. Um, but but I think that's a, a great point. Um, training ourselves is a, is a big one, and that's ultimately going to help train train our borrowers on what we need. I think what James is describing is a great example, though, why we need all of us in the picture, right? So Freddie Mac, Back in the Black, other partners, the servicers, how do we, how do, we do this together? Everyone has a role to play. And so, again, that's why we need to spend a lot of time together. We are investing the time together uh, to get to these solutions. Yeah, and great point, Ken. A lot of times um, as, a, as a software provider or technologist, we may understand where the investor is and we may understand where the servicer is, um, but it's hard for them to understand each other. And we hope to be somewhat of that, that middleman where they can share openly ideas and, um, and then we can all have a collaborative environment. And I think that collaboration is critical. And if we have all of us, all the players together, mm -hmm. you know, we start to really dialogue on how to get to what we're trying to get to. What's the best solution? How do we do it? Comes a much more innovative type discussion. Absolutely. Yeah, and it sounds like there's so much feedback to be 
had by all of the various parties involved, right? So how are we how are we taking all that feedback and the shared learnings with partners like you, James, um, and, and others to kind of really mine that and focus on what's most important going into 2020? Yeah, I might start. Um, I think in, you know, I've been really excited over the last couple of years uh, about how we've upped our game in terms of getting that kind of feedback. We have protocols on how we go out for client insights. And uh, we always talk about this. We don't, we do it so we don't lead the witness and, and we do it in a very, you know, professional, organized fashion. Uh, I think the information that comes back then is hugely valuable. And um, we share that. So, you know, what we're hearing, we can share with our partners, we can share it with our servicers. And um, at the same time, again, one of the things we do is say, what can we do today? And then what can we do tomorrow? So we're looking at it both kind of tactically for today and, and strategically for tomorrow. And our feedback loop is constant. So, um, you know, it, it's a daily engagement with our servicers. And the exciting part is, is that we're able to provide that feedback loop that we're constantly getting to Freddie Mac in this partnership. And now we're able to connect the dots to make the triangle, right? We're hearing the feedback all the time. We're engaged with Freddie Mac, and now we're pulling the servicer into the conversation with us at the same time. And, and that gives them a sense of, okay, th- there's there's action happening. You know, I think um, for, for a while, there's been this stigmatism that um, there needed to be change. And now they're really getting the idea that, that we're working together to make the change. Um, and and we're excited about it. We're excited to work with the servicers. We're excited to work with Freddie Mac and, and deliver something that's hopefully going to be really innovative to the industry. Yeah. No, it's definitely an exciting time with a lot of opportunities to collaborate. And I feel like we're going to make some really important changes for the servicing industry going forward. So thank you both for your time and for being here on Home Starts Here. Thank you so much, Liz. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. You can find many more episodes of Home Starts here wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Thank you for listening to the Freddie Mac Single Family Home Starts Here podcast. Stay tuned and subscribe to catch additional interviews with key industry leaders and experts. Home Starts Here is available wherever you listen to your podcasts. We appreciate you rating, reviewing, and sharing with your network.